Hello and welcome to the JurassicWorld.org podcast. This is episode 26. Um, check out FamousIDs.com for 20% discount if you use coupon code JWORG. And JurassicFangear.com for more fantastic Jurassic World and Jurassic Park products. Uh, I'm joined by Chris and Assis. Hey guys. Hello. And How's I'm it going? Good, man. Uh, we are also joined by Jurassic Collectibles. Hi. Hello. Hi. You may... If I mean, if you check out his YouTube channel, you will recognize that voice instantly. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> I mean, we should have got you to intro the podcast, actually. That would have made more sense. I can still do that if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, man. Do an intro. Hi, guys. This is Jurassic Collectibles. Welcome back. And we've got Assis, Chris, and Jack here. Hey, man. How's it going? Beautiful. Great to be here. There on. we go. Beautiful. So what you do is then you can edit that, that right at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, yeah, it's great to have you on. I think um, I think what people most... Okay, I'm just going to go for it, man. You, what are your views on Jurassic World? So I always preface, whenever anyone asks me that question, I say, first of all, do you really like Jurassic World? And I say, if you do really like Jurassic World, I don't want to take anything away from that because um, Jurassic World has been really good for the visibility of the Jurassic Park franchise and for fans worldwide who've generally accepted this film and they've loved it. So I don't want to take anything away mm. from that. And if you love the movie, you know, you don't have to listen to my opinion. But um, personally, I, I found the film quite disappointing um, on a kind of quality level. Um, I think it pales in comparison to the original um, and also a bit The Lost World. I think it doesn't have the Spielbergian feeling. Um, and a lot of the good parts about the film, I think work because they evoke the same feelings as the first film so actually they're they're kind of just pointing back at the first film so Mm. in a way i feel like there could have been so much more it was a missed opportunity but i you know i'm glad that people really liked it and adopted it and i'm pleased that the franchise has done as well as it has yeah okay that's fair that's fair i think assis will agree with you on on some of that uh yes I mean, That's all I have to say for now. We we'll get deeper that, into this. We'll I, get deeper I into think this. that we all agree to in a lot of regards in the sense it's definitely a very different feeling movie. And it mm. definitely isn't Jurassic Park. Um, but it's Jurassic World, and I guess that's really what it needs to be. Um, mm. But Jurassic World could have been anything, but it is what it is now. And um, for better or for worse, I enjoyed it. Um, but it's certainly I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's like Jurassic Park. It's a very different film in a lot of different ways. But it still feels like a continuation of the Jurassic franchise. I think the thing for me is that Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, yeah, of course they feel different. But so did the Lost World and Jurassic Park. But the Lost World's so much more. But the Lost like World the feels more like Jurassic. Exactly. No, I totally agree. The Lost World really it, feels like a it's, Jurassic it's film. Such a, yeah, but in a it's such a different film. It has different themes, uh, different. Even the cinematography is, is completely different. Mm-hmm. It's 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 such a different film, but it's still Jurassic Park. And I think to the same extent, JP three as well. Um, I think I, I'm not defending JP three, but I'm, it feels it feels. I think Assis said this before. It feels like a Jurassic Park film. It's 100% a Jurassic Park movie, much more than Jurassic World, and I can argue that for like a good hour and a half. Yeah, years. but you also think it's better than the Lost World, Jurassic Park. And I mean, it is though. <laughs> but no, but the Lost World's the best movie ever made, so it's hard to it's hard to compare. But seriously, I mean, I, no, I really do love the Lost World. Damn, I love the Lost. Yeah, World. Yeah, David, what do you think of the Lost World? Is that 
I, th- I think uh, I think the Lost World for me. Uh, I was around at the time when it came out, so I was mm. there for the sort of the sequel hype. And for me, it's a really good sequel because it not only takes the, the premise of Jurassic Park, but it continues it on in a way that's very very faithful to the original source material, and yet manages to mm. bring a new new aspect to the storyline, which is this dark um, aspect of the dinosaurs being absolutely free. And I think it's, mm. it almost feels like Spielberg wanted to shoehorn that in to the sequel. Whatever was going to happen with Jurassic Park, it feels like in his imagination he wanted to go back to the island and see what would happen if the dinosaurs were just loose there still. And obviously in the, in the way that the story had continued, not only in the expanded universe, but in the way that it had been discussed afterwards, it was that Jurassic Park had been destroyed. So he kind of he was in a difficult mm-hmm. place to continue the story in the way that he would have wanted. So I think yeah. the, the novel, The Lost World, presented him with a, a way of doing that in a really cool way. Um, I think it gets a bit silly, The Lost World, looking back, it gets a bit silly towards the end. But I actually kind of really reveled in it because at the time I was probably, what, I think 11 or something, maybe younger than that, actually. So I would have been really young. I would have reveled in the fact that T-Rex was romping around the, you know, the city and there was all kinds of silliness going on. So for me, Lost World is, you know, I've got a very special place in my heart for Lost World. Um, Jurassic Park is by far, you know, the, the best film. And even The Lost World pales in comparison to the first, in my opinion. The second okay. one handles the source material very well. I would say the third one handles the source material well, but gets more Hollywoodized. Mm. And, and basically it more feels like there's more studio. Kind of... Yeah, and there's more studio intervention going on. And then the fourth film feels like it's completely Hollywoodized and there's a bit of a disjoint from the source material. It's almost like they've rebooted it for a mass audience. They've kind of created a reboot of Jurassic Park and made it more packageable and, and sort of editable and like edible for like everyone to consume. It's like it's it's more mm. it's more like everyone's film. Uh, whereas the original was very much a kind of a science fiction masterpiece. This is more of your popcorn everyone's jurassic park that's what it feels like to me that's a really fair point and i think just a follow-up question that i'll ask is is compared to jp3 what are you jurassic world versus jp3 yeah i've had this question come up quite a lot because you know (laughs) there's a lot of jurassic park 3 haters out there i think when i went and saw jurassic park 3 in the cinemas this is actually how i felt i felt like it had a jurassic park setup it felt like a jurassic park movie there were aspects of it that were cringy, uh, mainly the the raptor on the plane talking to Alan Grant and stuff like that. <laughs> but but then but then the story progressed and it actually got pretty good. Where I would say it got let down is that the the ending it rushed itself. It got it almost felt like we got three quarters of the way through the movie and then it suddenly ended mm. with them getting off the island with the army and everything and that was the end. And I think it's true. And I think that that was disappointing because I wanted more of that. I wanted more of what was going on. The Spinosaurus, I didn't feel had the same presence as the T-Rex, even when I watched it first time. I remember thinking that this doesn't really work as well as the T-Rex. But as far as consistency Hmm. with the rest of the franchise, I felt like I was watching a Jurassic Park movie. Now, going to see Jurassic World, I was actually taken straight out of that consistency of Jurassic Park, just from the get-go, because... There was no incident at the beginning, so straight away I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Okay. I didn't yeah, feel like I was watching no. a Jurassic Park movie. Sorry, I gotta interject that that there was no, no inciting incident. incident. Yeah. There was an egg break. Yeah, the the egg breaking was cool. The showing the Indominus eye and stuff. We yeah. one we'd seen it in a trailer, so kind of was like, yeah, cool. 
Um, and, you know, that is actually one of the key aspects of a Jurassic Park movie is that introduction of fear straight away. And I know that's kind of trying to create that same feeling with the egg. But later on, Owen actually talked about the fact that there was an incident earlier on with the feeder before, one of yeah. the young guys. And I just thought in my head, I was just like, well, off the top of my head, you could have just put that at the beginning. So and it made and it would have yeah. made it an awesome Jurassic Park opening, but they they didn't. And I don't know. Maybe they were going to have that. I don't know. But I, uh, well, I mean, we've discussed it in a previous podcast. There does seem to be a lot of footage that wasn't in the deleted scenes. Um, right. There's even stuff in bonus features that we've that Chris uh, spotted, like with a log falling, which they were filming. Right. Uh, but it wasn't a deleted scene, and it wasn't in the movie. So there's, I think there is a fair amount that they cut. They're not yeah. showing us. Yeah. And um, maybe and... it didn't make it far because I know that they talk about in the special features that they change things on the fly, and then right. they oftentimes change the control room scenes to kind of reflect the new changes to the script. So it might be things that like literally just it's not like they can add it in because the later scene they did actually contradicts that scene, and they decided to drop mm. that. Yeah, I mean, it just it just seems strange to me because, like, like you said, it it's one of the most memorable parts of the franchise is those intro scenes. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Scenes, and, and then you get boom, you get the titles, and then it's like, oh my god, this is going to be good. And then it calms down. Obviously, you get the introduction to the film. Um, I don't, I don't get why that was left out. I can it, understand it, from a director's point of view, Colin Trevorrow thinking, well, that's been in all the three movies. Let's not make it predictable. Let's not do the same thing that we've done for the other three movies. Let's kind of make this a different movie. I can understand a director wanting to do that, but mm. quite often that's where a film suddenly falls down, where you haven't respected mm-hmm. the source material enough to to see where you need to, you know, create the consistency of the franchise. And I think when it goes into, you know, that incident part wouldn't have bothered me too much, but then it's the way it goes into this, what I would describe as a Home Alone opening, where you've got oh God, like yeah. a family getting ready to go on holiday. It's snowing. There's a giant bird's foot that's supposed to represent a T-Rex. I mean, like, I was just taken so far out of the film. I, I was like watching it from two miles away. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, it could have been a TV movie version of, you know, Jurassic Park. Four. I mean, I, I really was like, oh my god. And then the film carried on, and I kind of went with it. And actually, probably the inter- introduction of the IREX was the saving grace. I actually thought that that was, it was getting good then. And actually, it was funny because in my mind straight away, I ind- identified the way that they introduced the IREX, like they did the Raptors in the very first film. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And I was like, cool, cool. That's paying homage to the Raptors. But then all of a sudden, we skip forward Uh-oh. to the Raptors. And the raptors have not been paid homage Is it to. My they're, they're in broad daylight being fed scraps like dogs. And I was like, oh my God. So you've just paid homage to something that was really fierce and intelligent and supposed to be this, you know, almost invincible dinosaur. And now yeah. we've, we've gone forwards and the raptors are now, they've just been taken down like six notches to a point where I don't feel like they're the same thing. I mean, in fact, I would have preferred if they just said we've actually genetically engineered these raptors to be more docile. I would have believed that, and I think I would have actually thought that was a better storyline, but they didn't. They actually pretended that those were the raptors that we've seen in the rest of the franchise, and that's just not consistent with the franchise whatsoever. Um, for me. That's just for me. Yeah. That's my opinion. I, I, I think I'm with you there, man. I think the problem... Uh, that one, I think what Jurassic World left out for me was the fact that the raptors were just not scary. They were not terrifying, like they were supposed to be. And while I did enjoy what 
you know, Pratt was, well, what Owen was doing with them and the training, I get that. It was pushing the franchise forward the same way each movie has developed the Raptors a little bit. But the Raptors in JP3 were just far superior, much more scary. Uh, I liked the Raptors in JP3. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the Raptors in, in JP3 were kind of a, an okay progression in terms of, you know, they just changed the look of them, which is what they actually did for The Lost World. Um, but for Jurassic World, I feel like they they progressed the actual, they moved the characters of the Raptors themselves, and they are characters, so they've got names in this film. They moved them away from what we know about them in the rest of the trilogy. They don't fit with the way that Grant is slowly learning more and more about their intelligence. They're slowly becoming more and more vicious. And then suddenly now mm. now they're under our control. And I know they turn later on in the movie and they're out of our control. But I would say that that level of control, even just introducing that idea, is a theme that, that it goes against the theme of the original Jurassic Park for me. And I know animals can be trained, but that doesn't mean that you should have trained raptors in Jurassic Park. That's not like... That's not consistent with the idea of what a raptor is. They're supposed to be these, like, adversaries of men. They're supposed to be as smart as us, if not, you know, smarter. But we just didn't realize it, and they would have superseded us, you know. And now suddenly they're under our control. Yeah, I think you know. I mean, I I, go on, Chris. You go. I was gonna be like, okay. By the way, I lied out, so I missed quite a bit of that. So if you cover some of this, I'm sorry. But um, I I don't think it's. I don't think there's anything wrong with actually showing the raptors, like. Like, the way that I imagine the script read for the Raptors, I imagine was just fine. Some of the ways they actually animated them, so the way they conveyed it, didn't quite work. But also, I think they came onto it with too hard, too fast. Like, that should have... We should have been slowly introduced to that um, concept. Rather than just kind of being introduced to the Raptors, and they're immediately somewhat trained. Like, our first introductory, and that's... It was was a... Came on pretty hard and pretty fast. And I think the incident would have done that. That's what the incident would yeah. have done. It would have reminded us of why we love the raptors as this, you know, pretty sinister dinosaur. And then and then we go into the idea that they've been trained or, you know, I, I really feel like they missed out on a trick just not saying, yeah, we've made them, you know, genetically more trainable. You know, that's, I mean, that's all they needed to yeah. say. And, and I would have bought that idea. And who knows, I mean, maybe that was in the script. I wouldn't even yeah. be surprised if it was, to be yeah. honest, because it seems like but there it's was a shame quite that a got bit left of out. details. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally the, agree. The, the plausibility of the film suddenly goes down a massive notch, and it had gone really high up for the IREX. And I was like, "Oh, cool! This is this. You know, I'm I'm buying this introduction of the IREX, despite the fact that the hybrids is a weird idea, and it's quite Hollywoodized. I'm buying <clears> this introduction of the IREX, but then the the Raptors. I was like, "Whoa, okay. Well, that's taking me out of a Jurassic Park, you know, world again." Um, I, I, I think you're right, man. I think the Indominus really worked for me. It was handled really the Indo- well. Yeah, and that the breakout scene, they released the, the breakout scene <clears throat> early as a clip, and we discussed it on the podcast, and I absolutely loved it. I said, this is Jurassic Park. Yeah. This Just that one scene is so perfect. The music, everything that was leading up to it, the cutting back and forth with the control room, it's perfect. I really didn't like the Raptors in Jurassic World, and they just were not scary. And that's immediately takes, like you said, it takes me, it took me out. Because I was like, where's my raptors that are going to kill anyone that they see? And a lot of yeah, my issue know? is honestly just the way they're animated. Like, the visual way that they're portrayed is pretty <laughs> weak, in my opinion. Minus a few scenes uh, during the nighttime. I, I think yeah. that they just didn't act like velociraptors. And it had nothing to do with the fact that they were even taking orders or anything like that. It had more to do with they just looked very off. Now, the thing Nothing is... felt real, man. Everything felt like... 
I don't Except know, for like the, the Indominus. Spin-off. The Indominus felt very real to me. The Indominus oh my god, felt... the, in- the Indominus animation? Fantastic. Yeah, same with yeah. Like, just like the CG for her. I just thought the Indominus was a really cool design and just really well done overall. Well, it's worth noting that the actual techniques used to bring the dinosaurs to life were different. So, for example, on, mm-hmm. the, on, the, on the, the movie so far, that they've uh, been a combination of stop motion and keyframe animation and then as we moved into the Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 it was predominantly keyframe animation um, and now for this film uh, it was actually mocap, they actually use mocap for the, for the yeah. raptors now that's going to imbue a much more of a sort of an anthropomorphized movement mm-hmm. a, hum- a human movement which although we've had people driving the legs of the raptors in the puppets for example we've never had someone's head turning driving the look of the raptor or you know and that's not bird like that's now human. they went in and tweaked that but i still think that it left too many yeah anthropomorphized animation like segments or like yeah. just kind of the overall feel of them um one of my least favorite scenes is when uh blue nods at the end of the film yeah, hey, can we talk about that for one second? That's so Planet of the Apes nonsense. It's that's worse than Alan. I'm just gonna say it. That's worse than Alan because at least Alan, the Alan scene in Jurassic Park three was a dream or whatever. This is that, legitimately Blue talking to Chris yeah. Pratt. That, that was that was that like shot, the final straw for me. Like, yeah, that shot for me was more the, of shit. yeah, that was the nail in the coffin for me as well. I was like, oh my god, I don't want to see this movie again. <laughs> just and that and I haven't watched it since. So it's you know. So that, you've only seen it once. Yeah, and I, I mean the thing is, Lucky people, people say you know, aren't you kind of keen to watch it again just out of curiosity? And I, I do usually give films a second chance. I gave Prometheus a second chance, and I didn't enjoy that the first time watching. But and it's just, I think it's just because I'm so close to the franchise, the source material. I'm, I, I'm obsessed with this stuff. So to watch something first time and not enjoy it and be like, oh my god. It was hard. It's hard to go back and watch that again because I don't want to put myself through that again. And uh, okay, yeah. well, I I gotta say I, I think you I think you I think you have to watch it one more time. Yeah, I think you've got, no, you've got, you, I think you owe that to yourself. Oh, it's, yeah. you didn't you didn't stop liking the movie. You. you didn't stop liking it until your tenth time into it. That is incorrect. That is incorrect. Go back no, to, you liked it. Assis, you liked it. Assis, Assis, you liked it more man. than Jack when when the yeah, movie came out. I I wasn't sure. I was I was really fifty man. And it has to be said that there is a honeymoon period of marketing and hype that has whisked this entire group of Jurassic Park fans towards Jurassic World. And I think in time, we might look back on the film and go, hey, you know, it was kind of Jurassic Park 3E and uh, it's not, you know, the greatest movie ever. And you still look back at the source material and you look at all the nuances that Spielberg put in, you know, you put the female to female uh, seat belts in there. He's got the ice on the floor in the kitchen that was there because Hammond went in and ate the ice cream. You know, all these kind of, you know, beautiful <laughs> details that, that Spielberg has yeah. kind of interlaced to this original film. And you just think it really can't be surpassed no matter what anyone does. But that, I still think you could have made a more faithful sequel. You know, yeah. and here's where it comes down to with me. I, I agree that Jurassic World's a very different film. Uh, and the way that I say it, it does feel very Amblin. It, it feels like a Spielberg movie, but more along the lines of like E.T. and the Goonies mixed with like Jurassic Park and Indiana Jones. In fact, quite a few that. of the no, story beats remind me a lot more of Indiana Jones than I do Jurassic. I, this, this, I mean, I think of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I always go back to Raiders of the Lost Ark as like a really good movie to sort of pin 
on. And kind of like that, that setup, that whole scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark where they do that setup about Hitler looking for the Ark and the Covenant. And um, I've gone back mm-hmm. and I've watched that scene over and over again so many times. There wasn't even a hint of that scene in you know Jurassic World. The, the only oh, scene no, that but came... the character dynamics and the way that they they inter they interacted with each other. Uh, a lot of the comedy beats interlaced with the serious but bits. I, I didn't that feel felt very Indiana Jones they, to me. They felt very two D to me. I mean, I had no connection to these characters whatsoever, and I'd, I'd agree that some Spielberg characters do feel a little flatter than some other movies, but. I definitely care a lot more for Indiana Jones than I did for Chris Pratt's character. Oh, sure, Abso- think, absolutely. Know, no, no, you know, no, I don't disagree there. It's, and I think uh, that those, those scenes, you know, those scenes that have just got that decorum and they've got that class and they're just, you can watch that scene and it's so smart. It gets you so excited. And all it is is a scene with four guys sat around at a university table talking about Hitler and him wanting to get the Ark of the Covenant. And it's that scene that sets up the whole film. I don't think Jurassic World had anything like that in the film. Jurassic, Jurassic World doesn't have any tension. slow scenes, and that's a problem that I have with the movie. It's my problem from number from the the first time I saw it, I came out and I was like, one, that was too quick. Two, I have no idea what I think about that. And three, where was the breathing room? There was no time breathing to breathe room. And just kind yeah, of take in. breathing room is is so important. You know, take your pace, take your time. Don't skip, you know, and I think we, we went straight into Jurassic World and there was the whole park there and, you know, it was the Jurassic Park music over the top of a giant Hollywood resort. You know, I don't get excited about a Hollywood resort. I mean, it looked like Universal Orlando. I, I didn't get excited about that image. I get excited you know, about the I music, actually, but... I got excited th- from that because I've always wanted to see Jurassic Park as a full park, like a real park. Right, I and I think that that, that was I think that was the idea, and for me it worked. I know people have been hit and miss with that, but for me it actually worked. Like you know, building up that music over that because I'm like, oh my god, it's the park. For me, that worked. For other people, it didn't. I do yeah. get that it probably would have worked more over dinosaurs or something a little bit more intimate, but it definitely worked bringing yeah. that part to life. That that worked well, for me. That that one bit I think was quite important to the. Uh, for us, especially because it's the way that it's delivered, I get that it was it was far too quick into the movie. But Ty Simpkins is like, I don't want to wait anymore. Yeah. And he opens those curtains, and for me, that, that, that was works. the one line that resonated with yeah. me. I thought that's that is me. You know, I, I mean, was a I child was... when when JP3 came out. I've been waiting 14 years of my life yeah. for a, a Jurassic Park four, and even though it wasn't everything I expected it to be, that one line where we come out and then the music comes in, I teared up there. I, I, that definitely hit me that that bit. Yes, that was good. A few of those scenes still like every time I watch it, they still get to me. Like I like them. Like I definitely like that scene with Ty. Yeah, no, I think the park, and I think this is something Chris has brought up before. Yeah, the park looked amazing. I'm so glad it was real as well. They built that, yeah. but it didn't show the dinosaur paddocks other than the petting zoo. It didn't show the dinosaurs being dinosaurs. Yeah, it just showed. Look at Hollywood. Look at look at this. Look at Starbucks. Look at the IMAX. Yeah, this. and I get that was awesome. Yeah. But show us the paddocks at the beginning. Slow it down, and you know we saw all the uh, show us concept art. Show us in storyboards that we see that like we would, would originally went with um, Ty and Nick as they explored the park to all these different paddocks and all these different. Um, uh, like it looked like it was a montage of like them going through yeah. all like the key. Oh wait, oh wait, wait, hang on, hold on. A what? Yeah, I said that wrong. A montage? Oh man. I mean, the other, the other. I was just, thing I was just gonna, I, thought... I was just gonna roll with it, but you just had to say something. Um, I had but... to, I had to, I had to. It's coming. Um, anyways, but we see that they definitely had that planned. 
and it didn't happen. I don't know if they thought it was better without it or if it was a budget thing. I, I'm not entirely certain. Um, but it, it really could have used that because, for one thing, you have this awesome setting of a open open dinosaur park, and you're going to destroy it as the movie goes on. So you're never going to return to that setting. So at the very least, embrace it and show us it. And when dinosaurs are running free, instead of just running around Main Street, have people run into, like, zoo, like, dinosaur zoo paddocks. Like, have them chased by dinosaurs in the underwater mosasaur um, viewing area. Do they just have such a beautiful backdrop? I think the problem they ran into there was that they'd actually... they, They were trying to keep the dinosaurs away from the start of the movie as far as they could because they hadn't given the introduction enough breathing space. They hadn't given this film a techno thriller introduction where you actually built up the suspense to going to the island i mean we just were there Mm -hmm. and i think if you look Mm -hmm. at the other three movies they all have a build-up of the story whether you like that story or not they have a a a scene like the scene where hammond's talking to ellie and alan saying you know it's going to be right up your alley it gets you excited Mm -hmm. it's this build-up this breathing space you don't need Mm. to see Universal Orlando, you need to know what's going on in the story, you need to kind of feel for these characters to get to know them. And I think that's what the film really lacked, is that breathing space, going back to what Jack said, is just being able to learn about the characters. I mean, we had the the whole parents going through a divorce, you know, thing, which is obviously a a nod back to the original Jurassic, but I really felt nothing for that storyline because I hadn't really gotten to know any of the characters and I didn't really... Yeah, you don't care. It, yeah, it was, almost, it was in there because it was supposed to be in there and it didn't work and even in the original Jurassic too. yeah even in the original Jurassic it's touched on but not really you know you don't really deal with it it's more that Spielberg what Spielberg likes more in the book yeah and Spielberg likes to do this thing where he touches on something but he doesn't press on it like with a like Hollywood gas pedal you know he just he likes to kind of just say this is what it is and then later on in the movie that the motivations of those characters trickles through because of what's happening to them you can see in et what's going on with the parents breaking up but it isn't what the core story is about and it's kind of like that Mm -hmm. i felt like in jurassic world it came to the fore too much to kind of make a point like hello we're nodding at jurassic park and it's like yes Mm. i know you're nodding at jurassic park just make a good story you know i feel like the main thing wrong with jurassic world was the, the 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 writing if i'm honest I feel like Colin Trevorrow probably did a good job directing this film. I just feel like it was badly written. And there were other few incidental things like the, the raptors and, you know, that kind of brought it down a notch for me. But that's just my that's just my feelings, you know. Let's don't take that as, uh, you know. No, of course. Cool. I mean, we respect that. I mean, Aces is, is one of our own and he hates the movie. Um, <laughs> Which is str- good. Well, strongly <laughs> disliked. Strong Strongly dislike. <laughs> Strongly dislike. Yeah. But, I, I mean, that's fine, man. It, it's uh, Chris made this point when he first saw it, is that it's going to split people. It's yeah. going to it's gonna cross... It's get, People are going to split over this movie. And, and I, I don't know what my final view of this movie is. I enjoyed it, and I watched it four times in the cinema. I've seen it a couple of times since. Um, every time I see it, there's something I like... And then there's something I dislike, and I, it's it's I'm finding it really hard to kind of know if I like it or not. Do you know what I yeah. mean? I'm finding it really hard to know if it did. I, I I can definitely say that it didn't do what I wanted it to. And did you have that same feeling with Jurassic Park three? Did you have as much kind of? Did you find as many holes in Jurassic Park three as you're finding in Jurassic World? 
Well, when when I first saw JP3, I was a kid, so I saw it loads of times with my cousins and my friends, and I loved everything about it. And then yeah. I grew up, and I I realized it was full of holes. But the way Assis describes JP3 is probably the perfect way: is that it's a quick ninety-minute dose of Jurassic Park. Like it's nothing more. It's like if you want that Jurassic feeling, you just stick JP3 in, have it on yeah. in the background. You get the music, you get the elements, you get them running through the jungle, and boom, that's, J- that's Jurassic Park. Now, I just yeah. want to interject and say, I was a kid when Jurassic Park 3 came out also, and I did not like it. Really? I did not like it. Yeah, I really did not like it. It was such a disappointment I really want to do me. a Jurassic Park 3 episode. It I just, think next we week will. it's happening. We will. It really just disappointed me. Like I did not Can like I that come? movie. I'd like to come in yep. the JP3 episode. <laughs> we need to get like... We need to get like a huge. Jurassic Park Three needs guys to be a mega. Me, it's gonna be brutal. It needs to be a mega uh, podcast or live stream I, or. I think a thing cast. as well that I come away from Jurassic World feeling is that there's a, and Jurassic Park Three has it to some extent as well is that there, there is almost like this feeling of making it lighthearted, making it more you know, uh, appealing to a, a larger audience through more comedy. More of this mm-hmm. sort of am- ambient, oh, it's all on the nose. I disagree with that it so much. It lost all the subtlety. It lost all the subtlety. And I, I, I think, did. I think that there's a there's a seriousness and a, and almost a science aspect to the first film. That's it's it's got quite a lot going on in it, and actually, it's a, the film is itself and and the book is as well is a statement. And I would argue that by the time we've got to the fourth film, it's now become a commercial and not a statement. It's a commercial for itself. It's it's essentially just selling more of the idea that was started in part one. And what I'm really wanting to see is someone who comes along and actually presents an idea that isn't just you know a commercial for Jurassic Park one. I want to see someone actually do something with the source material that's original and different and actually is quite smart. Like the same way that they did for X Men First Class, they took the source material and they advanced on it. They actually went back and took X-Men and it had got to this point with the franchise that's making loads of money and yet they managed to make something really cool and different with it and I think mm, Jurassic Park true. it really like the, the fans deserve that I think if it has to be a reboot or a prequel whatever it is I just think fans deserve something smarter but I think this is was going to be one of my questions to you so you're done with Jurassic World you didn't like it fair enough I do think you should watch it again give mm. it one more but, but besides the point I mean there's going to be a sequel and we will we will talk about who's going to direct that sequel, but I, I think I think the sequel will push it to where it needs to go, where the franchise needs to go. It, Jurassic World feels like a setup for moving the franchise on, but it, it's like it had to do that. It had to kind of go back to being a park and and doing all that, so that it could then set things up to advance sequels. Because because if Lost World and JP three did anything, it it, it wasn't set up for future films especially JP3 it didn't do it the only thing in JP3 was the pteranodons that fly away yeah exactly that's all you need Which, though that's all you need what yeah I mean, I mean but that's what, why I, I feel mean, like Jurassic World 2 so is, is going to be the one the that the Jurassic World 2 did nothing to further the franchise either Jurassic World 2 is well, it's not out yet but, uh, <laughs> you know. no, Lost World Lost World there you go number 2 no I'm, I'm saying I'm saying I yeah, think no, J- Ju- Jurassic World My- 2 Will be the one that that advances the franchise oh. scientifically and and w- within the story. Okay. We're gonna go to that segment of the podcast where I say something really controversial and stupid, but I'm gonna say it anyways. <laughs> Jurassic Park is not actually a smart movie. Oh, oh my no, god! No, 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 no! I swear me. you just bear create these things. No, no, bear I with don't me. Don't understand. It's, it's a quasi. It's a quasi smart movie. Go back and watch. Okay, 
I I was a pre med student. All right, this movie well, is no, not very smart. You're like saying super, you're saying super it makes up bones. its own science, and that is something that absolutely needs to exist in a science fiction film. I mean, it, it takes something that exists in reality, and then something that won't work in reality, and it has to find a middle ground. And I, I think trying to say that hey, the science isn't real doesn't mean it's not a smart film. I did not say that. I said it's a quasi-smart movie. It makes people feel smart watching it, but it's actually not a smart movie. It's just like a general movie. I think it balances the science um, well. I don't think you'd see a movie with that. I don't think you'd see a movie with that much science. I've actually never seen Jurassic Park, so I don't know. (laughs) You know that wouldn't surprise me at this point? You're crazy, man. Really? um, All right. David, so Jurassic World 2, would you give it a go? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I mean, I'm going to go see it. I, I'm really, you know, I hope that it's good. I, I, my fear is that Jurassic World has pushed us, and I put this in a tweet the other day, it's pushed us to the top of a cliff where you can't really go any further now. It's like, you, you almost feel like Jurassic World should be the end, because if they do a sequel, it's it's kind of like, I don't know, we're going back to the 2004 script now. It feels like that's, we're going back to the, you know, the that's human weird. I have the hybrids. I I feel like we finally got away from that. Actually, it, it, that's that's you know it's interesting that you said that, but I feel like we finally like Jurassic Park never felt like it was a big part of the world because it was just a small island that barely anyone knew about, and that nothing really ever happened with it. But now we're seeing what if Jurassic World was I mean Jurassic Park was successful in the sense of Jurassic World, and you know what happens when things are successful? They expand, and you know these companies bring things further. Um, both metaphorically and physically, and I, I honestly think that uh, with the way the park was in the state of Jurassic World, I mean, it just totally makes sense that we're going to find out in the sequel. Oh, there is a lot more happening in this world with dinosaurs that you don't even know about. And it's just going to make sense in the st- state that um, Mizrani. Then, then I worry that we're in. getting. Then I worry that we're getting well, more far up. and far removed from the the source material. We're getting further away from what Jurassic Park. The, the idea of Jurassic Park actually is it's a it's a threadbare park that didn't have enough money didn't have enough staff and they tried to create something amazing and they succeeded just by the skin of their teeth and they created these monsters that kill people I think that's what the original Jurassic Park is and unless you kind of keep to that source material you end up with a movie that isn't Jurassic Park you end up with Kong or whatever you know the Pacific Rim with dinosaurs all over the world I mean it's it's kind of getting far and far away from your source material where it doesn't feel like a Jurassic Park movie anymore. For me, anyway. I, th- I think the argument there, though, is that, it, you know, they tried with the... Se- they try- I love The Lost World, and I, I like JP3 to a touch, but they tried with those films to, to move the franchise forward, and, and they didn't. They couldn't. And I think Jurassic World has done something smart for the franchise, where it's pushed it in a direction that it needed to go so that it can progress and, and, and you know, move away from the islands, like Chris was saying. While I don't know what I feel about Jurassic World, I enjoyed it, but I'm not sure if it was what I wanted. Um, I do feel like the sequel's going to kind of take the elements of Jurassic Park that worked. You know, the isolation, the, the um, you know, making dinosaurs scary again, basically. Like the raptors, but I think it's going to be set. It's obviously going to be set somewhere else. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I'm excited for the sequel because I do think it may... Um, Go back to what Jurassic was about. Does does that make any sense? Because because yeah. of what Colin said in interviews about raptors being in, 
you know, what about if there were forests mm-hmm. where people said, don't don't go in that forest, there's raptors in there. Yeah. That would be... That seems too good to be true, though, though, you know? Because uh, how does Hollywood work? I'm not really sure, but because... Uh, <laughs> Like Transformers, they have like a model that makes a lot of money and they don't deviate from that model. So what I'm thinking now is Jurassic World knows what works. The hybrids, apparently trained raptors. I think we're going to get more hybrids, more trained raptors, yeah. more army shit. Honestly, I think we're going uh, here, to we're gonna, we're gonna go way far away from Jurassic Park. Man. And that's that's what I don't want. That's my fear. You know, here's the weird thing. I don't think the audience is like like Jurassic World because there is a hybrid in it. Now, I'm not going to disagree about the trained raptors. People probably want to see more of that, so that's going to happen. Um, but I don't necessarily think they need hybrids. I, I don't necessarily think people care too much. It was just an excuse to have a new big bad T-Rex-like dinosaur. And they don't care if it's a hybrid, a real dinosaur, or what. They just want something that's cool. They just want a cool dinosaur that's scary on this on the screen. And as long as they can do that, there's no need to go into the hybrid stuff. Now, again, I do think that we're going to see more humans working with velociraptors. But, you know, we might see it in a way that's more palatable. And we also might see wild raptors being wild raptors again. And we might see just... I I just want to see the dinosaurs acting like dinosaurs, like animals. And if we can get that out of the movie in a way that works, I think it could be really good. And plus, I mean, I think that kind of leads us into who we heard they're looking for to direct the sequel. Mm. Okay, yeah, I mean, let's talk about that. because That might be a hint in towards the tone that they're going towards. So so how do you say his name? J.A. Bayona. Bayona? Sure, yeah, let's go with that. Okay, so he was being... They were looking at him to direct Jurassic World 2. He directed The Impossible, The Orphanage. Now, I watched The Impossible the other day, and I did not enjoy it, but I, I got what it was doing. You know, I understand it. The sure. Orphanage is fantastic. It's a fantastic horror film. I haven't seen either one if... of those, I'll be honest. Watch both. Watch them both. Yeah, watch both, because The Orphanage is fantastic. And and if they were looking at him to direct Jurassic World 2, then my excitement is through the roof, because that that is a director I would love to see handle a Jurassic franchise. Even The Impossible, as much as I didn't like it, handled his characters brilliantly. Was it emotionally? It was very emo- I almost cried. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Baby. It was far too emotional. I get it, it was a horrible, horrible <laughs> thing. But those that kid, the kid bugged the hell out of me. I hated the kid in that film, and the mother to an extent. Oh my god, just shut really? up and die! Like that was my view of the impossible. But he, you know, wow. I got the okay. film. I liked the film. I thought it was well done, and you know, it, I didn't enjoy it, but I, I got what it was doing. I think he's a fantastic director. After watching that, and after knowing the orphanage, um, doesn't look. Like- I, I think. I think they, I think they were looking in the right direction for a sequel director. There, um, he's much darker. Yeah, and yeah. it could be that it repeats history with the the Lost World in that we have a a darker sequel to you know Jurassic World being the Jurassic Park, and then we have the Lost World equivalent for the second movie, much darker, much more rain, much more night. Rain? Oh my god! Yeah. Where was the rain in Jurassic World? That was the one <laughs> thing. Oh my god! And we know. That they did film a lot of more nighttime stuff. Yeah, well, right. I, I, we know they did a lot of. Also, stuff. if you look there, at the previs at the end of the movie, like from the Blu-ray, it, that original fight actually was happening during the rain, um, uh, the three-way fight. That would have been so cool. I, I and, can't really explain. And the earlier concept art showed that there's apparently a volcano erupting in the background at the same time, which is so <laughs> yeah. over the top. I would have walked out. I would have. So over the right. top. That would have been um, but that would have been what the visually, rumors were all about. Do you remember the, the volcano that was at the top of the map, like back? Yeah, I, yeah. I remember that. 
Mount See, Zuko. that would have been cool if they'd introduced the idea of it somewhere during the movie and, and actually sold it to us. But I think the way Jurassic I World was, it would have was... just added another crazy element to the film that was already uh, unless, mental. Unless, like, that yeah. volcano being active was the reason why animals got free, there's no reason to have an active volcano. That would just be, like, too much. Like, this yeah. happened, this happened, and now there's a volcano! Oh, my... Like, it looks cool yeah. in art. It would probably look cool on screen, but there's a certain point where looking cool can be a... You can it just end up shooting much. yourself I mean, in the foot with it. Yeah, and I Transformer th- syndrome. Yeah, I don't even think Transformers <laughs> looks cool. I like the first one, and that's about that. The first one's okay. Yeah, first one's good. But anyway, I, I think with with J. A. Bayona, however you say his name, um, I think the sequel is going to deal a lot more with the harsh reality of what Jurassic World set up, and that, and that's important. You know, Claire should feel like shit for what she did and for what happened on that island. And like one, I don't want her character to come back, but. I think um, yeah, she is not a, hero. a lot of she people should, be, she should have been eaten. Well, I, you know, there's a, a lot of people did a lot of bad things. You know that what they did on that island was was terrible, and I think it's gonna now that dinosaurs are wherever wherever they're gonna take these dinosaurs, the harsh realities are gonna come with it. Uh, the people are gonna think about the people that died on that island. You know, there's gonna be court cases. There's gonna oh, be people sure. are gonna be destroyed by that, and I want to I want the film to deal with that. I don't want it to be another light-hearted, you know, entry into the franchise. I want it to be dark. I want it to to be like, yeah, so that first one set up great, you know, big park and everything, all these awesome dinosaurs. Let's, you know, let's have something terrifying for the sequel. Mm. And but I the think problem is Colin right and place. Derek are writing it again, and they've never done anything like that. So I still expect messy-ass characters. They have, they, get, yeah. they have to have someone else to write the movie. I just don't trust Colin writing it. I'm sorry. Well, hey, like, I mean... Someone needs to find the original script of um, Jaffa uh, Silver, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, Amanda Silver and, and Rick Jaffa. Someone needs to find that script. I, you know, I want to see honesty, how different. I think that that script will not come out. Uh, I think that's going to be on a tighter lock simply because of some of the drama that surrounded, you know, with the writer writing credit yeah, and everything yeah. like that. I think that for everyone's sake, it's probably better if that script doesn't come out because then you're going to have the awkwardness where some people are going to say, oh my God, it's so similar. Colin Trevorrow didn't make it. And then they'll end up taking the blame for the film. Other people will be like, oh I my God, it's so man. different. Colin Trevorrow should have got a writing credit. Oh my God, it's so much better. They should have done it. Oh my God. So, you know, I think that it just kind of gets weird and awkward. Um, so No, of course. But I, 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 I think maybe maybe they should just let us read it. Well, us, us three. <laughs> well, from what then, I know about the script, and then we can just script, talk about it. I think it had a lot more science, and I think we would have really liked that. I think the premise, though, sounded really. I, I didn't like the premise, like the way that they're doing things. Yeah, Plus, it was a weird. Lot... It was some fucking dinosaur thing or whatever with the paleontologist. Yeah, like, they, they find yeah they they find like a new super dinosaur in China and they clone it. And next thing you know, it's growing super fast because it's a super dinosaur that they didn't even know these things existed. But now it turns out that there's like these super dinosaurs and it can go invisible and cloak itself. And it, none of it's it's not a hybrid. It is a literal monster from the fossil record. And then the entire wow. movie, Owen's got the uh, raptors up in this harness on like this three wheeled like ATV giant vehicle thing. And they're like chasing it around. It is. It, it was very over the top. He took a lot of those concepts. He's like, okay, let's dial this back a bit. And I, I totally agree with him. You know. Yeah, but we don't know that in context. You know, we we haven't actually seen that script in context surrounding those scenes. Those characters. It could have been very slow. It could have been. Oh, it could have. That's could have the thing. I think tonally. Scenes. I think tonally, it would have probably. I'm just guessing, just from uh, the Apes films. But I'm thinking tonally, it was probably more like a Jurassic film. I'm just saying the actual plot beats themselves. 
I like what Colin did with the plot beats a lot more. Um, what with no no space between them? No, no not that. That's well. Again, <laughs> I think that it would have felt more like a Jurassic film, but I don't think the plot was quite there. I think making the dinosaur a monster, but also trying to say it's a real dinosaur, among other things, just isn't quite getting that aspect of it. So I think Colin got quite a bit of the other aspects, but he turned it into a bit more of a lighthearted, fast-packed, cheesy romp. And I think that they would have had a more slowed down and thoughtful movie. So you kind of... I mean, and this is just going off of what little we know, but we do know... If you look, I mean, if you look at the concept art, the storyboards, the little bit of information that's out there among some of the things that we learned early in pre-production times, you're able to piece together the story pretty well. And um, I, I stand strong in saying I think Colin did the right things with the Indominus Rex and the way that he did the Raptor stuff, but I still would like to see that script. And I bet you it did yeah. probably feel pacing-wise and tonally more like a Jurassic film. Yeah, I mean, the, um, David, have you seen the Planet of the Apes film, Rise and Dawn? Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought the um, the second one was pretty decent. The first one, yeah, I think the first one again. I was aware of how sort of Hollywoodized it was, but it had an interesting ending, if I remember, when the, the virus kind of breaks out. And I thought, like, yeah. you know, that's a kind of it's a more creative, dark way to end a film than than Hollywood would I usually the first allow. One... The first one felt a little, like, lower budget in a lot of ways, yeah. but it felt very Michael Definitely. Crichton to me. Like, as soon as, like, I mean, I remember watching this movie, I'm like, oh my god, I feel like this is Michael Crichton wrote Planet of the Apes um, prequel. Yeah. <laughs> and That's why I was excited for them to come on for Jurassic World. When they announced that they were writing JP4, I thought, perfect. Yeah. Because Dawn, Dawn, like, I liked Rise, but Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was incredible. Like, I, yeah. I genuinely loved that movie. And I, I was, when they, those names came up, I thought that you couldn't get better than that. Mm-hmm. And that's I, why I'm I kind of like the that's idea. Why I really of, want to read the script. I like the idea of them dabbling with something from the fossil record that we haven't even discovered yet. That to me sounds more plausible than mixing two random dinosaurs together and hoping that it works. And it does. I don't I, think that. I think the hybrid idea is less plausible than finding something in the fossil record that we don't know. But I think that to I me, I think the problem is though plausible. it's a monster. I think the problem is going to the fossil record and being like, oh my god, this thing's a monster. It grew to be full size in a year. It can go invisible. It can. I, I, none of that works. But that for sounds me. like the I, to me. It is, but the thing is, that's not what they're saying. They designed the Irex. She's she is a monster by yeah, design. But they, not a I monster think, that lives on this planet. That's less plausible to me. That's le- to me. I, that's I disagree. Plausible. I think it's less. I think it's less plausible in the world of Jurassic. To say that there was an animal that existed and it wasn't an animal, it was a super monster. No, because I think if they got DNA from this new animal, the same way they they did it in Jurassic Park, yeah. right? But they didn't have enough, then they would add other DNA. What but if they that found this the new idea, dinosaur? Then. That that would work a little bit more if they like found some new dinosaur. That would make sense, right? Because that's what the Indominus Rex mm-hmm. is. They've taken a normal dinosaur and another normal but, dinosaur, and then they. But added again, why not use a real species that existed? Say, oh hey, look, we just found a. Uh, Majungasaurus or something like that, but we can't get it to cl- clone, so we put some cuttlefish genes in it. And whoops. Yeah, but that's isn't that so? That's not what it was. That's what not what Rick Jaffa wrote. No, they, that, they like David's saying, they, that makes more they sense. They made something up called Malosaurus, and they just they're yeah. like, oh, let's let's create a dinosaur. And again, I agree with Colin. He's like, it's always been about you know an interpretation of real dinosaurs, and going out there and taking something that didn't exist and pretending like it does exist. Yeah, and also saying I, it's a monster. He's like, that doesn't work for me. He's like, but if we say, hey, look, we made this dinosaur up, 
and that's why it's a monster. He's like, that works for me because the dinosaurs have always been hmm. dinosaurs. He's I like, to me, to, it kind of felt like we were lying. I think in terms of science fiction, it works better if they just discover the dinosaur that's more vicious than they expected. A bit like the way the raptors turned out. It, for me, that aligns more with the original Jurassic Park than Jurassic World does, because a hybrid dinosaur is something completely new that we haven't seen in any of the other films, whereas bringing a dinosaur back to life and then it being more vicious than they expected is something we've seen in Jurassic Park. So, I don't know. Being more vicious more than they expected is one thing, but again, what I'm saying is literally the story was it grew too fast and it climbed out of its cage. Because right. it turns out this but super did it, dinosaur did it was... grow too fast because of the DNA they had uh, given it, which in, no, in turn I, is the same DNA. So I think there are two variations. One was they gave it a growth serum, and then it grew too fast. And then the earlier yeah, see, one... that works. And then the earlier one was it grew too fast because literally this super... Di- it was like supposed to be some sort and of this super could be, creature. This could it be the... It sounds like an alien pretending to be film. a dinosaur. Yeah. And maybe so. Maybe they find a species that... Is yeah, it could work. I just it um, doesn't work to me. I mean, honestly, it just it sounds way too hokey for me. It honestly it just it kind of it strips away the joy and wonder of like the concept of a Jurassic movie to me. And just saying, oh hey, the- here here's a monster, and we're gonna pretend like it was a monster for real, not but that's, not like that's- it's a monster because of what we did to it. And that's my problem. They're saying there were monsters that lived on this earth. I- Rather than them. we we created a monster, and I but, think that oops, we created a monster works a lot but more. But you don't know that for sure though, because they, we haven't read the script, so it very well could have been they became a monster because of the DNA that they added to it. I mean, it sounds to me like the same idea as the Diablos Rex. When I first heard the idea of the Diablos Rex, I was like, oh no, and then and then they did it, and uh, I don't know. I I still feel the same way that it's a very. Um, it feels like it goes against the grain of what the original Jurassic Park film is all about. I mean, I mean, yeah, they created, you know, genetically spliced dinosaurs in the first film, but their goal was to create something that was closer to what the original breed was, um, and not create something completely made up. And also, with the complexity of genetics, I don't buy that this thing would even live. I mean, if you combine a cuttlefish with, a, you know, a sponge, it's going to just die in five seconds. I just don't buy that they successfully <laughs> bred a that, hybrid. I don't, I don't, I still don't. The idea, That's though, the very that premise they... of the first Jurassic, though, in my opinion, like with filling in the gaps with tree frog DNA, there's a certain bit that you just kind of have to accept the science. And the thing is, they're saying, well, we figured, you know, we spent all this time figuring out the science. And at that point, you've just got to accept it. I, that for me in my just understanding the natural world works more than the concept of just we cloned a dinosaur and we didn't realize what it was so we brought in a paleontologist to let us know that this monster this dinosaur turns out to practically be a monster that just doesn't work yeah. for me I just feel like they kind of, you know they say oh it's you know we bred this to be bigger than a t-rex it's like why why didn't you just use a t-rex it's like it just seems a bit weird from a... It, it definitely feels like a studio intervention. The IREX feels like a product, like something that the studio wanted to introduce to the film, and it was going to be in the film no matter what Colin Trevorrow or, you know, the writers said. I mean, it I just mean, feels like... It I think doesn't, to doesn't a certain point, that fit. was the truth. There's, there is a certain that, truth. That is, Colin took on a lot of uh, Spielberg and the studio's ideas, and we know that They're all Spielberg's, even really. since, since JP3, they've been pushing for bigger more aggressive hybrid dinosaurs and i think um it's no argument to me because the indominus i think was handled really well Mm -hmm. but i can see where both of you are coming from and that's again it just brings back to the point that's why i want to read rick jaffa's script 
because I really want to see how they handled it because it was it's obviously come from the same place it's come from Spielberg and the studio pushing for a big hybrid dinosaur that they can sell <laughs> yeah you know to put it bluntly um, I think while we're talking of hybrids though um, sure, so Jurassic collectibles <laughs> yeah we're going to move to the toys um, so obviously Jurassic collectibles your channel is the point is the Jurassic collectibles the Jurassic toys what do you think of Hasbro's fantastic work with the Jurassic World toy line? <laughs> it's funny, I was talking to someone about this earlier today, and uh, I think, you know, you have to remember that this is a very, very busy year for Hasbro. Um, they've got Star Wars and they've got the Jurassic World license. Um, so to me, it feels like they passed the Jurassic World toy line to their B team. Um, mm-hmm. A bit like the way that the visual effects was handed by ILM to their B team in a way, or their creature exactly. department in Singapore. It feels like things have been handed off uh, because Star Wars is a global franchise. It makes way more money than anything else. So uh, essentially, probably all of the effort has gone into Star Wars. A lot of effort has gone into Jurassic World, don't get me wrong, but it does feel like Jurassic World has had less. And I think there's definitely some slips in the quality control area. Um, the sculpts are definitely off. I mean, there's, it just seems weird that they didn't reuse a lot of the molds from the Lost World and Jurassic Park, which are very highly regarded. I mean, I can modern. tell you why they're not using those. They don't why know where they are. Well, they don't have the a proper archive. But, I mean, but you could, it's not hard to 3D scan an existing toy sure, and then sure. clean up in digitally. The, but the, also, the I, I, don't, I don't want that. I want, new, I want new toys. I just want new toys that are, live up to that legacy. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what fans around the world want. I think there's a lot of quality control issues. There's a lot of things I'm finding when I'm reviewing these Basher and Biter toys where they're in the packaging and they look okay and then you take them out of the packet. (laughs) On the the other side, you've got all the visible screw screw holes. And on the the Ceratosaurus, for example, and I know some people don't mind the screw holes, but you turn the Ceratosaurus over and they've literally like almost not painted the detail on that side. And I was like, whoa, man. That's that's pretty low for a kid's toy, like to basically not paint the other side as well as the side that's showing. I mean, that kind of yeah. that to me is a bit is a bit low. But I, you know, I I can understand why. And what I was saying is a, is a good point of of the, the Jurassic World toy line is the variety we've got. We've got a lot of stuff. We've got small toys. We've got big toys. We've got some with rubber bits. We've got some with um, gimmicks and electronics. So actually, we have got a lot to choose from. It's just a shame that all the T Rexes look really weird. Um, yeah, they uh, look they look stupid, man. Yeah. In fact, most of the dinosaurs do. The Raptors have over ridiculous overbites. Yeah, the, the, like, the just one, you look yeah. at any sculpt and they just look crap. Yeah. And well, the thing is, I'm I was honestly saying is, super disappointed. You know, it's it's a massive industry, and Hasbro basically has to sell these toys on a global scale, like way more than anyone else has to sell their dinosaurs. So it's no surprise that someone like Papo or Rebor comes along and makes these, you know, they're a small independent company, they're not going to sell as many as Hasbro, and they make these beautiful things that are just incredibly detailed, things that are actually up to par with the technology that we have now. And it's just simply, it's simply because Hasbro has you know, a, a chain of command it has things set in place. They make things a certain way, and they need to make two billion of these things. So yeah, they need they need to be durable, and they need action features. So I mean, they're, yeah. they're action figures. It's, it comes down to that. They're not they're, durable yeah, at all, exactly. Though. And they they're and, but they're locked in. They're locked into this way of making toys that they can't change. You know, the same people who make the Transformers toys are the same people who are going to make the Jurassic World toys, and there's there's nothing we can do about that. So the same quality control is going to be applied to Jurassic World um, but it's just 
it's very easy to compare Rebor and Papo to what we're getting from Hasbro and go, well, wait a minute, someone else over here can do this beautiful T-Rex that looks exactly like the one from Jurassic Park. And then you're making this thing that is like badly sculpted as if it's made out of plasticine. And then it's like, why? Why is this happening? And it's, it's just because Hasbro's kind of under pressure. They've got so much to do and they've got so much to make. I, you know, I still think that somebody in the same timeline that they like sculpted like the Bash and Bite T Rex. I think someone could have sculpted something that looked more appropriate. And again, I'm, I yeah. never actually compared the Jurassic toys to the Papo items or anything like that. I compare them to uh, their past Jurassic toys. I mean, let's talk about the 2013 yeah. uh, Allosaurus and Pac, um, Pachyrhinosaurus, which are fantastic. I'm holding the Allosaurus in my hand right now, and I just cannot get over this item. It is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a beautiful toy. It's just, it's. I know what you mean. It's just such a weird, and obviously, it feels it, it feels like with that Allosaurus and the Pachyrhinosaurus that they were almost like um, labors of love for Hasbro at that point in time. Like they kind of they had the mold somehow from a previous. Yeah, line. I've got the pack. Was it? I got the. Pack was it? A, was it a disused line from Lost World or something? Was it? Or, or was that? Where did they get these sculpts from? Oh, they're new. They sculpted them. Okay, so in uh, two thousand nine, they had a. Uh, a exclusive line going to Toys R Us, and it was supposed yeah. to be the introductory line. It was a bunch of repaints, but it was supposed to be the introductory line to the return of Jurassic Park. They actually yeah. uh, headhunted Hasbro headhunted out to uh, McFarland Toys at the time and hired people from like the Dragons uh, line. Right. Okay. And uh, they right. said we want to do a throwback to classic Jurassic, and we want dino removable dino damage. We we want it to be a Jurassic line. So they brought them in. They said, okay, here's our concept. You know, here's a concept art. Go go you know, make us these dinosaurs. And uh, there were the four larger ones, which we've seen, which two of them released, the Packy Rhino and the uh, the other one. And then there were the smaller ones, which uh, none of, we don't have pictures for any of those, and there's only vague details, but I'm pretty sure there's like an Ankylosaurus and a raptor and a few other animals. And they're around six inches. So this was in, this was in theory for the 2011. 2010, 2011. Yeah, and then there were ve- yeah, vehicles the, the and humans. Yeah, kind of G.I. Joe cross. And uh, it actually had a backstory, and it was what mercenaries, the the mercenaries on Nublar. So it seems like, it seems like it was probably like they're talking Universal, and they might have had like a prequel, not like a prequel story, but like they're like, oh, let's lead into the Jurassic Park Four toys, which is on Nublar with a new park. Let's make a small story for these toys and pretend like they're the guys cleaning up Isla Nublar to build the new park. And that's honestly what it seems right. like it was going to be. And it was it was the Carno and the Stegosaurus which didn't get released. So yeah, the, the key thing there for me is that they hired McFarlane Toys to do the sculpts. I mean, that's like. So then it's like, why why didn't you do that for this one? <laughs> you know. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is an in-house person sculpted the uh, Allosaurus. Um, right. Someone okay. else sculpted the Pachyrhino, and then another person she sculpted the uh, Stego and the uh, and the uh, Carno. And didn't and the, then I, the... I have no idea about the smaller ones. I've just only been able to get and, bits and, and pieces. And the Allosaurus, I think at the time, a lot of people drew comparisons to the Papo, Papo. Allosaurus. It's certainly um, similar, and it's got that Todd Marshall art style to it. But um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. A really nice piece. It's, it's a really shame. Nice I mean, piece. really, then what it comes down to is just you know really nice sculpts because some of the gimmicks on these toys aren't too bad. I mean, apart from the fact that their wounds glow and things like that. I mean, it's the the, the you know the, the actual the gimmicks of the toy I think would have held up if they'd just got the sculpts. And not and not you know skimped on the quality control. I think they would have you know mm. been all right. It's um, yeah. 
the variety is what I'm happy with, and the fact that now they are trying like to redeem the themselves with, you know, the new toys. The Ankylosaurus is amazing. I, I love the Ankylosaurus. I would happily put that on my shelf. And I like some of the newer ones that they're doing, the Dilophosaurus and the Ceratosaurus. They're better than the Series 1 toys. Um, but it's yeah. a shame that we didn't get a nice new T-Rex, considering the legacy of the big red T-Rex. And I actually made a tweet today. I said, you know, Hasbro, you know, it's kind of like a no-brainer just to re-release the original Rexes in some form, you know, with the original packaging, like they did with Star Wars, the vintage I Star Wars line. I think it's. Not, I don't think. I don't think that's unreasonable. Okay, so we know, or I think we know. Well, I know. In in the past, I had a uh, memo, and it was uh, I think right. when Jurassic Park Four is coming out in twenty fourteen, um, but they had a memo that there is a Jurassic Park Classic Collection, and I think it was right. coming in 2013 or 2014. I remember this. I remember and, this. And um, so they absolutely did plan something like that. And after Jurassic World's success, and the merchandise has been very successful. Like, I mean, people have kind of been like, "Yo, this doesn't look very good," but they've sold very well. Um, yeah, I would be very surprised if Hasbro and Universal doesn't revisit that idea. I mean, it's a total no-brainer. I think it would sell to casuals, but I think it would certainly sell to the fandom. And if they did it right, as long as the items were good, so the people that knew the classic toys are like, oh my god, this is basically the classic toy and basically the classic packaging, there would be changes. Maybe they would re-sculpt them, but make them look like it. And they would buy it. And then kids would go, hey, look at this awesome T-Rex. I want it. It's... It's a win-win across yeah. the board, in my opinion. It's not going to happen, though, is it? Uh, I don't know. And, and I, I don't, think, I I think don't know. you know, we've got we've got new uh, Jurassic World stuff on the horizon, but where are the human figures and where are the vehicles? That is a I question that I'll leave that with you. Do kids want to buy that stuff, though? Yeah, they're absolutely. Just, they're just interested in the dinosaurs. Kids, kids love Owen, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a real. I, I saw, I, I saw Jurassic Fangir was saying, you know, he lives he lives in Hollywood, and he was saying outside theaters there were kids with like pretending to click and and train <laughs> raptors and i'm like that it worked that obviously yeah, worked for kids you know? yeah and why wouldn't anyone want a little owen and all four raptors and for that matter why isn't there any um classic jurassic park lego yet that's another thing that mystifies me because they brought out the whole uh you know jurassic park lego game with the whole trilogy and they have so the license I'm and it's mistaken. like wait a minute so you why didn't you make a Jeep Wrangler? That was in Jurassic World yeah, as well. Am I mistaken? You know? In some, didn't somebody say they saw that, or am I mistaken? No, I, I think what happened was um, it's got way more than enough votes on that Lego Ideas website. No, I, um, I don't know. Maybe I'm mistaken. It's got more than enough twice. It's worth and, noting and, that I picked up a custom from Ichiban Toys years ago, and that's got shut down. But he did a Jungle Explorer and a Jeep Wrangler limited limited that. run. I've reviewed it on the channel. And that thing is like the pride of my collection. I'm so glad that someone made a Lego Jeep Wrangler with a little, um, mm. you know, with a little cord that comes off, and you can pull it and put it around your own little Lego tree if you want. But um, yeah, you know, it's, here's it's, the deal. It's I great. wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Yeah, I think you know. It'll happen, it's, right? I'm surprised yeah, think, that hasn't happened they, already. The thing is, they they had their chance. You know, I, I don't like, agree. I mean, no. Why now? would they do classic Jurassic when Jurassic World's still a hot property? I, I think. Yeah. I mean, in, since they're doing Jurassic World hybrids, I do wonder if uh, Lego is going to embrace that theme next year as well, and if there will be like a Jurassic World hybrids Lego range. It would probably be heard, smaller, yeah. but I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. But then, what happens after that in the lead-up to Jurassic World 2? Uh, honestly, you could probably do some Jurassic World figures, and you could probably do some classic figures, and I think everyone would be happy. It makes sense you, to me. 
do you guys know if Jurassic World Lego has kind of dried up? Because I'm getting reports that people can't find Jurassic World Lego and it's going for silly prices on eBay now. I have been able... I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen after the holidays, but I've been able to confirm from Lego that they're not shipping for the holidays. They are sold out. Uh-oh. Right, so that's, so that's it. That's like... That's Jurassic World Lego now gone. Uh, they yeah, because it was a way larger seller than they ever expected. See, um, and that's see, the truth I think with all the Jurassic items, actually. I think there's going to be a load of kids at Christmas time who will want that product. You know, it's gonna they're gonna want yeah. the Indominus Rex breakout but... set, and you know, there is Wait. an absolute demand, and it's how much are they going for on eBay? I have all the sets. I'd be willing to yeah. sell them. I'm going to sell them. Fuck, I'm going to sell them. Well, fuck it. Yeah, have a, a, a cease. Have a look on eBay because I I. Uh, noticed that they are just going for for silly prices now, and I'm I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, that's way more than the you know the original retail price. Ooh, and, I like that. Um, yeah, it's like they must. Well, it must be becoming a scarce set. I wonder if you held on to it a bit longer, how much it would actually be worth. Yeah, I mean, Lego yeah. investing is a thing that people do. I mean, some of those sets like quadruple in price, so it just really yeah. depends. Ooh, and I wouldn't I like be surprised that. with a franchise like this where they under, you know, they they've built under the amount that actually people won you you're probably onto a winner there yeah i mean i spent so much money on the lego they better be worth something god damn it yeah i can is see them why you again. bought them <laughs> is that why you bought what? them to resell them or did you buy them because you wanted uh, them and now i and wanted now them you... but now that they're worth a lot i'm selling them in a second <laughs> well wait maybe wait oh, till around god. well i suppose now it's getting close to christmas you might be able to yeah wait wait till closer to christmas a little closer i would say okay. i mean okay. that just makes okay. more sense if you're Honestly, yeah. plus yeah. that way it could probably go to like a parent or something looking for like stuff for their kids. Yeah, exactly. And you want it to go to a kid who's really going to enjoy it. I'm not feel bad. I'm going to sell it for such high prices. I feel well, like I'm a mean, scalper. If, I if they pay now. the price, they pay the price. But you know, at the very least, in your, you can kind of know that probably a kid's going to end up with it and be happy. It's or coming from a Jurassic yeah. Park fan to another Jurassic Park fan for extremely large amounts of money. So I'm okay. I guess it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, about the hybrids, did you see that there is one of the one of the set names is pretty interesting. It's a uh, Alpha Cycle and Raptor Pack. Mm. So, and it's Alpha a twenty dollar item. Yeah, it's a, a motorcycle. Yeah, Raptor motorcycle. I mean, Alpha motorcycle and Raptor Pack. Um, it's a twenty dollar item. At first, I thought it meant like a pack of Velociraptors, but now I realize it just means it's a like a pack, like a packed item. Like that's what they call the vehicle oh, right. sets. So I'm wondering if it's going to be... It's obviously going to be Owen, whether or not they call it Owen, or if they just kind of make it a close approximation of him, is up to see. But I'm really wondering if it's going to be that really weird 2.5-inch scale human figure that they had for the, the Jurassic mm-hmm. World toys that nobody really liked, or if they're actually going to bring it up to a 3.75-inch, which is uh, I think what the... That- I think it's guaranteed they're going to make an Owen action figure. Whatever happens, I think if they're... It's a no-brainer, yeah. Yeah, if they're doing any more, to get kids actually interested in the hybrid line, what better way to do it than to introduce some of the main characters from the film, uh-huh. you know, as, as full-size figures. And if it is if it is um, a 3.75-inch figure, I do wonder if there will be human figures with the hybrids line, like, as their yeah. own separate SKUs. And the only reason why we haven't... We don't have all the listings for the hybrids items. I can tell you that right now. The stuff that was found was found because they're selling it under the original 
um, SKUs. So basically, like, the Bash and Bytes, they looked under Bash and Bytes in their retail system, and they saw a bunch of new UPCs with descriptions. And they're like, right. oh, this is new. And then for the Growlers, they found that. And then I think for the Owen one, it was under the SKU for the Battle, battle Pack. Um, right. But anything that's brand new, like just something, a standalone item, or, like, human with hatchling, since that didn't exist in Jurassic World, it's probably in the system. The question is, how do you find it? And, yeah. Uh, so there it are sounds no like new chaos surprises. Effect, man. It sounds. I mean, honestly, I'll be honest with you. I'm more excited for this line than I am the like the Jurassic World toys because the quality control issues mixed with their art style for a lot of the dinosaurs just didn't work. They're supposed to be real dinosaurs, and you have a T Rex that looks like it came out of a Happy Meal. But if it's a hybrid and it's got these cheesy colors on it and this goofier sculpt. I think, it just to my eyes, it might look more natural. I'm like, oh, this is what it's supposed to look like, not like this looks like a really cheap T-Rex. Mm. And you know some of the dinosaurs really cool, I'm excited for. Things. Like the the Carnoraptor. That, I'm excited I mean, for the Carnoraptor. And all, and all the dinosaurs are straight out of the Ludia game. The this Jurassic is what I'm World worried Dover. about. It, it's going down the hybrid route. The, it's already started. The merchandise but is going down this route. The movie you, will you, go down this route. You know that has too, nothing sure. to do with what the sequel's going to be. I know, but this is where the franchise is going. It's going further and further away than, than uh, from the grounded reality of the first three movies. But it's it's okay, because we can just, you know, like me and you, we don't have to, we don't have to watch yeah, We don't have to watch them, films. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's get, the thing. It's like, it's like it's Indiana really Jones 4. Though, I, watch it, I watch Indiana Jones 4 less than the others. It's not... It's not something you know. I can't change the fact that it's uh, it's not as good as the other three. It's just the way it is. Um, but yeah, I would have liked something that was more faithful to the original and and didn't have all these new elements crammed into one film. I think I could probably yeah. just about have dealt with maybe the hybrid Indominus Rex in one movie, and then maybe the trained raptors in the next movie. But it was a lot both. in one movie. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot. And I think Abs- me and my me and my wife came out movie. and we didn't talk about the film at all before we came out and I just kind of just exhaled and I, I didn't like it and my wife just kind of turned to me and said neither did I so it was, it was just that feeling of you know we both came out of the movie we both know the first film really well and it was just it just wasn't Jurassic Park for us it felt like a reboot and that and that's fine because it's, it's a new generation of people who are going to enjoy yeah, it's it for the next generation um, of kids but, but it's, it. it's not it's not for me it's not it's not the movie that I'd sit down and, and watch in a hurry yeah yeah, I mean, again, I like Jurassic World, but I can 100% empathize there, and I definitely know it's not its not Jurassic Park, it is Jurassic World. Um, for better or for worse, it's yeah. something very different. Um, and I think I enjoyed a lot of the aspects, and I think a lot of things were very well done. I still would have wished... I still honestly think Jurassic World would be a better movie if it stayed tr- more true to some of those Jurassic Park-style beats. Or maybe calling them Jurassic Park-style beats isn't exactly fair, because it sounds like we're asking the movie to be the first film. I'm not. I just wanted to feel more Michael mm. Crichton. I just wanted to feel more in line with the yeah. spirit of the techno, Michael Crichton thriller, Jurassic universe. Yeah. yeah. And again, I think that comes back to the Rick Jaffer and Amanda Silver script. If you think Rise of the Planet of the Apes felt like Michael Crichton, yeah. then what did their Jurassic oh, script I'm, like, feel like? Yeah, again, exactly. that's what I'm saying. I'm sure it felt more like a Jurassic movie. I just don't quite like the story beats they use. I think Colin like was like, that doesn't sound like Jurassic. But then the way he wrote the movie felt more like a different type of movie. Is the, So it's kind of like this double-edged sword there. It's kind of going... I, I have to ways. admit as well, I was very okay. worried about Colin Trevorrow um, being awarded Star Wars 9 
uh, as a Star Wars fan as well, I'm I'm not too I think sure he's perfect about for how Star Wars that... to be honest, more, oh, like more so know. than even Jurassic, in my opinion. No, I don't know. I I I really, I mean, for a lot of people, Return of the Jedi is, is their you favorite were film. Even for though him to get Star this Wars, this is true. This is true. I was. This is when the hype was still real, my friend. When the hype was real, the hype is no longer real. <laughs> I think you watched. I honestly think you watched the movie too many times in a short amount of time. No, I just this, uh, then in your logic, I don't Jurassic agree, Park. I don't agree with well, it. Does does not, it does you not. It does not. I don't after multiple viewings. And I think I don't think actually, you'd be I in this that, state though if you didn't watch it so many times. That's that's I bullshit. That, I've watched Jurassic Park like a billion times. That's yeah, not but thing. not in the same that. way. You didn't watch Jurassic Park a billion times when it first came out. Is the difference here? Colin, I've watched. No, that's not that's not a thing. Co- man. Colin directing. I was a baby and I watched it ten times in theaters. <laughs> I, I was Colin directing a Jurassic Star Wars Park movie. <laughs> so I, th- I think Colin directing a Star Wars movie would be okay if he was doing uh, the middle one. It's just the fact that the responsibility is left with him to end the movie, and I kind of feel like, oh no, like like we're gonna see two really good movies. Like I trust the second director because he did Looper, and that was an awesome film. And now it's going to be the third one with Colin Trevorrow. And he I think might be an amazing overrated. director. I mean, I, I thought uh, his first film, uh, the time travel one, what's it called? Um, Safety Not uh, Guaranteed. Yeah, see, I yeah, thought that was okay, that but it kind of, it was like, it was okay. And then Jurassic World, again, it's okay. So, you know, Star Wars, it's a big deal. It's like, you know, Empire Strikes Back, the second one is doing being done by a director who I feel actually could step up to that level. But the third film, I unfortunately I don't feel like Colin's going to step up to the last Star Wars, and I'm I'm just a bit concerned. It might be that Jurassic World was really badly written, and his directing was really good, in which case it might be fine. And I'm really yeah. hoping that's what happens um, because I really love Star Wars, and I just want it to end really well. But um, I just feel like that's a lot of responsibility coming out of a film like Jurassic World. I think Star Wars is different too. They have like an entire body of people to help too. I feel like Jurassic Park was just him, Steven Spielberg, and like maybe one or two executives. Yeah. But with like, and Kathleen Kennedy, I, she knows what she's doing. They won't. Let, they won't let that movie go to shit, for whatever true. reason. Yeah, I hope JJ J. and uh, the second director are kind of leaning over him, like, "You better do a good job. You better make I, sure this isn't cheesy and American." And <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, you know again, I, No, I, I think I think Star Wars is is being handled really well. Oh, yeah, I think Kathleen we haven't Kennedy. seen Star Wars Seven, but obviously I, I I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, I'm not that much of a Star Wars fan myself, but I think the directors they've chosen for each film are, are pretty damn good, and I think it's a safe bet that Colin will do a very good job. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wish I really like him as a director, and I think David, I think your comments are true. Maybe mm. it's the writing that was lacking. Yeah. Uh, I think the direction maybe was right, and I think his heart was so in there. And yeah. you know, Jurassic World yeah. it, for me, it is great. Yeah. It has some really nice elements to it. I think he did a really good job, but maybe you're right. Maybe it was purely the script. I, I think. I think. I think in, it a, is. in an alternate universe, I think maybe seeing him direct Rick Jaffa's script could have been really. Yeah, and I feel. <laughs> I feel like he was fighting to keep what is Jurassic Park in this film and and what's left of, of, of Jurassic Park that's in Jurassic World is what kept people on their seats if I'm absolutely honest I think all the yeah. all the nods that you get to Jurassic Park whether you notice them or not make this a fantastic movie and it's Colin Trevorrow mm. who injected that Jurassic Park back into what was otherwise going to be a Hollywood disaster and it feels like he basically Definitely. curbed it off of this disaster he basically just kept it out of this disaster zone by adding more and more Jurassic Park stuff into it. 
until it felt like a Jurassic Park movie. And I'm just hoping that, you know, it was like you say, the writing and the studio intervention that kind of made I don't sort of 50, think... 50 50 with fans. I don't think it's fair mm. to call it studio intervention. I, I think it's just the studio. I, I, think it I don't is, think man. it was intervention as much as they were brought in. Oh, come he was on. brought in and had a direction to go for. Like you know, you've even said before. You've even said before about how crap they are at managing their own franchise. Oh, that's, and, and they can't. That, but that's and different. This, than is, this was going to be a big one. I think. This was going to be a big one for them. They clearly intervened, and and, and they had to By make it sellable. They, you know, and that just, was a point. It's a job. It's a market. I, I disagree here. I know. I mean, honestly, it comes down to Steven Spielberg had a vision for Jurassic Park four, and it was Why basically built it, around. God damn it! I, I, honestly, Spielberg's Jurassic Park four would have been like the Carlos Huante art, and I'm not even sure. I don't think I want that. <laughs> I remember that. That's good. I, I, I don't yeah, want that. Good stuff. So, good stuff. I, I think that. I don't know. I, I just—it's not. I don't think it's fair to say it's studio intervention. Studio intervention makes it sound like like he would come up with his own ideas, and then they'd be like, "You can't do that," or like halfway through the movie, you know, while he's filming, they're like, "You need to do this and this." I don't think it was anything like that. He came in with certain guidelines, like this is the direction we want this story to go in. What's your take on it? He wrote his take, and they're like, "Okay, cool, that works." I, I yeah. yes, the studio had given him direction, and by the studio, I mean Spielberg. But I don't think that it was intervention. I think go, saying but intervention you, sounds more. It sounds know, more like you know, what happened with like fantastic. Yeah, but he's not going to talk negatively like about his experience on the film, is he? What if it was? At, what if he had a bad time making it? I mean, he I mean, didn't. Yeah. We know he didn't. But you know. But again, they, he's not going to tell. Saying, like, no, what if something happened that didn't happen? And with the, and the thing is, Hollywood is not like a tight, tightly sealed ship. When stuff like this happens, especially on a big franchise, you hear about it. I mean, this is we true. all probably. I mean, I think we all have talked to people that have been involved in production, some very high levels, and that's just not the case. That's not the way it happened. Mm. And you know what? Speaking of production, let's talk about the animatronics because we're running a little, little bit longer here, right? Oh yeah, this has been a longer one for sure, but it's been fun. Okay, well, well, let, I'll, yeah, I'll just narrow this one down quickly. So basically, there was an interview that Rotten Tomatoes did with uh, Nick Robertson and Ty Simpkins, uh, and and they were talking about the Apatosaurus scene. Um, <laughs> But they were, they were talking about that scene and how it was, you know, a throwback to Stan Winston and all this. Uh, and then Nick Robinson, uh, Ty Simpkins jumped out with um, that Colin said this was the last animatronic to be used. Uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. What was his line? I've got it written down. I'm, he said it was like it was supposed down. to be a throwback to animatronics. I think that's going to be the last animatronics they ever make, actually. And then Ty Simpkins said, yeah, that's what Colin said, the last animatronic. Now, obviously, that's they're paraphrasing what Colin mm-hmm. said. Uh, and they'd obviously have no reason to lie. Colin never said that, blah, blah, blah. But um, Colin has now gone on Twitter to say, to it, it, not not to us or not to anyone that actually directly asked him, but to some people that were angrily tweeting him saying... Um, like, way to go, man. Like, no it was just angry tweets. It was weird. I mean, yeah, he could. I wish he would have just said to us, no, that's not true, because we did ask for confirmation. I mean, I, think he, I don't think he needed to reply to anybody. I think he just should have... Tweet. But he did. I think he should just tweeted like point, in general. You know? But the problem is he's working on a film that's not Jurassic, so maybe it would be kind of weird to tweet about Jurassic World in the middle of the Book of Henry production cycle. But he did anyway. He did. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, I'm saying without a reply. Without it, I mean, just flat out tweeting, oh, not yeah, replying sure. to anybody. But no one's saying that. He, he could, he, I mean, he could have, you know, there's a whole article where we, you know, we reported that and we reported what Nick Robinson said. He could have very quickly said, oh, hang on, no, guys, that's that's wrong. Sorry. You, you know, like, don't, you know, 
you know what I mean? Yep. Instead, he replies to some crazy, well, crazy. I, and tweet. I don't know if it's entirely fair because when he signed on to his Twitter, that's might have been the new, the first tweet he saw because he might have signed on to his Twitter a little bit later. Oh, of course. And that's yeah, what yeah, he's also that's what he replied to, um, which is, I mean, there's a thousand people tweeting him um, about Jurassic, especially. I mean, um, I I end up feeling sorry for Colin on this note. I think that. It's, it, it, I mean, when I first heard the the quote, I was you know I was upset. I thought it had got to a point where it had been confirmed that that was that was definitely the case. And it's it's obvious that it's some sort of offhand statement that Colin Trevorrow has said. Like this is probably the last animatronic that's ever going to be built. It's, as in, like he's probably saying that. As in, like realistically, this probably will be. Because in realistically, the, it the bud- probably the was budget. at that point. Yeah, yeah. And he had so, a fight. He had a fight really hard for that. He wanted more. Yeah. He had a fight for, and he and what he I even will said say that yeah, on Twitter, that he even admits. Yeah. I mean, we knew that from behind it. the scenes I mean, information that he fought for it. That's but. just sad, and that's the kind of studio intervention that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the you know the fact that it shouldn't be a, uh, it shouldn't be that a director has to fight to keep animatronics in a film that has always been about animatronics, and I know probably it's to, due to the cost. Um, and I do wonder, like with Jurassic World, whether, you know, other potential directors came forward and they all had their ideas. And maybe Colin Trevorrow's was the one that fell closest in line with the script that Universal already had. And they wanted a new dinosaur and they wanted this trained raptors. So his was actually the closest vision and the best suitable director to, to take on this job. Whereas others might have made it more Jurassic Park and more, more dinosaurs well, and, and not hybrids. And so that's why he got the job. Here's the thing, I mean, the Jaffa and Silver script, it was greenlit. Like, I mean, they brought him on to direct it, and he's like, look, this is pretty cool, but I want to write my own story, so if I'm going to direct, can I write my own story? And they're like, okay, show us what you can write. And that's the way it happened. But if it was another director they brought on who didn't say that, they would have probably went ahead and shot that script. I mean, it was greenlit. I think it was at a final or a semi-final state at that point. Right. And then, yeah, hence hence the delay um, with the movie and... And again, I mean, yeah. it, when we say the studio, it sounds it, it sounds too like this big. It sounds like a big corporation running the movie. I mean, really, it comes down to Spielberg had a vision for Jurassic Park four, and it eventually led to this movie. This collaboration of his vision for Jurassic Park four, working with these other talented artists out there and writers, is eventually we got Jurassic World from that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair to call it studio intervention as much as there has always been a seed of an idea for Jurassic Park four. Mm. And that seed wasn't allowed to be thrown away. That seed always had to be used to plant and form itself into a full, you know, fully fledged ecosystem. I'd, I'd really love to grab a coffee with Spielberg. I mean, I think anyone would. But I'd really love to grab a coffee with Spielberg and just kind of go, you know, I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm not going to talk to anyone else about this. Let's do, I just want to hear what you thought about Jurassic World. I mean, what did you think of it on a, on a, yeah, on a, on a creative that. level and on a filmmaking level? What, how would you... You know, how would you rate it? What what did you enjoy about it? What did you not enjoy about it? What would you change and how would you have done Jurassic World, you know? And I know that he's not interested in sequels. He's not interested in doing, you know, even The Lost World, he wasn't really interested in doing a sequel. And that's because he he realizes that it's it, you're making it for money, not for filmmaking. And I think it just be know, really I can't it'd be really interesting to sit down with him and, and, and hear his thoughts on a critical level about what he thought about Jurassic World because I, I think that he probably would have been surprised it did as well as it did. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's surprised by how... I, th- I think everyone expected it to be successful, but there were always some second-guessing. I mean, that's why the budget was always an up-and-down battle and why they had to fight for animatronics and everything along those lines because, honestly... Th- it, Universal just wasn't sure that Jurassic was going to be popular. It wasn't anything about the 
the quality of the writing of the film. They just honestly did not have a lot of faith. In, I mean, they expected to perform to a certain extent, but in today's market, it's Marvel-controlled, these cinematic universe-controlled markets. They just mm. weren't 100% sure. Where, where would Jurassic sit in that totem pole? Would it be mm. something that audiences would enjoy? Well, of course, it's dinosaurs, and that's always kind of has a universal appeal. Um, mm. And it, you know, it blew away everyone's expectations. And I, I can think, see I, the Marvel think, universe in it. I can see the Marvel universe injected no. directly into its backbone, and that's. I think that's what takes it away from what Jurassic Park is. I mean, you can see it. You can see the Age of Ultron in Jurassic World. It's it's blatantly from the same you know, from the same tree of, of Age of Ultron. It's just got that same feeling for me. But, I, yeah, I just, I, I would love to hear his, his critical opinion on the film and, you know, whether whether he would have made the movie that way and what would have been the movie he would have made if he had to make a sequel. Because, um, I, I don't know, I feel like he would have gone down a much darker route. Um, yeah, I think it would have been darker. I think for me, I, I want to see, I want to see all the concepts they ever had yeah all the ideas for the past that would be years. cool and i want to see like, art, that would even. be you know a fan's dream that right? would be the cool. something I would like that art book give me a hardcover 50 dollar, 100 dollar art book of like the past 14 years of development of jurassic park 4 to jurassic world with only slight details so that they don't i imagine they're going to want to keep a lot of the certain plot aspects or the people involved secret other than the artists but I would love to see all the art developed for this movie. Something I, I was thinking about something I was thinking about in terms of the, the plot of Jurassic World was I kind of just went off and thought like, well let's just go back to before Jurassic World existed and just rewind back to that point and I thought like, what would I have liked to have seen? What would have been really cool? And I just think, do you remember like before The Lost World came out there was this whole thing of, there were rumours that Jurassic Park is, is, is something still happening. And there was, that was the whole thing. It was like there are rumors that something still exists. See, and I was too young, so I don't. Right. Yeah. But it was young. it was in the this. it was in it was in the books and it was in the marketing and it was like it was basically almost like Jurassic World. There was a, a Jurassic Park. Sorry, there was a whisper that there was something still around, and it was this almost. Oh, like I think that's very, what was. I think that's what was very, going on with the cartoon and like the toys back then. Right, so it's like a very subtle, it's almost like it's a rumour, and then the film would have slowly built off from that, and that's what they did with The Lost World. And I felt like that slow creep into the film would have been fantastic, especially if you'd introduced some of the past characters and had this rumour that they maybe were starting a new Jurassic Park, and that was what Jurassic World was, and they were building it, and somehow maybe Sarah Harding or uh, Ian Malcolm or someone decides to sabotage it, to stop it. And they have like an activist thing where they go in Eco and try terrorism. to stop it. That's like, it, Owen shit. I mean, it, that sounds it, like the lost world at that point, though. Unfortunately, yeah. like, but I mean, but I, I think I, that the idea I of an open running like park is been... awesome. But I mean, it, it jumped, it, it jumped it, right it into it, and then it threw it out very quickly. It could have it's been like, like Jurassic hey, there's park, a park where and it's like it's pretty much it's running, but but it's like threadbare. It's like a threadbare park, like the original Jurassic Park was. And I think in a way that might work better than having thousands of people who are kind of just fodder I think if you care about the characters more less is more and I think it would have been better if we'd seen more of a threadbare park it could have been done and we could have seen all the rides as they because you get that feeling of seeing it in advance as well you get seeing it before it's even open and I think that was part of the appeal of the original Jurassic Park I don't think having it necessarily open was important it was seeing the park yeah seeing the whole park done and finished is cool but I think that that feeling of the original Jurassic Park where you have the 
the advanced sneak preview and then the part goes wrong because there's not enough staff. I think that that's a really cool concept and that's what to me makes Jurassic Park what it is. And again, I mean, like that would probably be a good movie, but it would also be too much of a retread in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think I know. That the concept. I think I like the idea of a concept of an open park. I just don't think that Jurassic Jurassic World fully utilized the setting as well as it could have. Yeah. I think that there were a no, lot of no, things that they could have done in that setting, and a lot of really cool themes and plot pieces they could have explored. And I think that most of that was just kind of brushed over, unfortunately. Yeah, and I, that, that's too bad because we're not going to see that again. And maybe it's almost too much to jump right into, like, you know, after Jurassic Park 3 and jump into a film and set up everything. I mean, it, they really have to do a lot in a two-hour span, and that's why Jurassic World feels like just a non-stop boom, 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 things are happening, things are happening. There is no breathing room, like you said, Jack, and it doesn't even have breathing room, and so it doesn't have, like, the slower tense scenes. The Indominus Rex breakout is very Jurassic, but it's very quick. Yeah, that's that's the one part that I really thought was handled well. Actually, I thought that that was uh, I, I was really into the movie at that point. Even the bit where Owen's under the car, I thought this is cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, it's feeling like, the, like the Lost World novel, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a really good movie. And then just slowly, just slowly, more and more things started getting just a little bit OTT for my liking, and I just I, I was just I was just taken out of that world. And it's probably my age and the type of films I grew up watching. I just, I think plausibility is quite important to me. So when I watch a film, if I don't think it's plausible, I'll just switch off. I'll just kind of, almost like I'm daydreaming. I'll just kind of look at the walls and not really worry about the film. Because I just, I've lost that that connection, that plausibility that the film has. And I think I just, there were more and more of these blocks being put up that made it less and less plausible for me. Um, but, you know, I'm... I can see how a modern audience would find it really exciting and would see it like a non-stop ride, like it just keeps going. Definitely, and I can, I can well, see like that. Like everyone around me loved yeah. it. Every, you know, all my friends that were, yeah, they they like Jurassic Park. Yeah, they're not crazy fan like me. <laughs> you know, they're not obsessed, kind of like you were saying earlier, David. But um, everyone loved it. I, I've not spoken to the, the average moviegoer, someone who didn't like it. Which I think is really good. Like in that sense, it's an amazing thing for the franchise. Yes, exactly. And like you said from the very beginning, it, it's raised awareness of a, of an already incredible exactly. franchise. It's with raised a fantastic... visibility, and I think that's uh, exactly. a great thing. Yeah, I have a question. Kids, I mean, I think that's what we can end it on. That's I put think... a huge smile on my face because that's really that's really yeah. what matters. I mean, it's awed them and it's made them, it's inspired their imagination. They want the toys and they want more. And I, that, I mean, it did that right, absolutely. Yeah, I think. I think we can we can safely wrap up yeah, here. Right. I think it's it's been amazing having you on, David. But I think thank the you next for having me. I really appreciate it. And I, and no, I no, don't no. you know I, think... I don't want to come across to Jurassic World fans as this you know angry Jurassic Park fan. I just I, I really am happy that the franchise is doing so well and it's it's great for the Jurassic Park community. So that part I'm really really happy about. Just that was just my feeling going away from the cinema. It doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things. If everyone enjoyed it, then that's what I wanted. I want everyone to be happy. So. That's great, dude. You're you're in a safe place, man. People can hate the film. Like we're not like Chris. Chris, me and Chris, we we like it a lot more than a C, and we don't hate People a C. Any less hate than really. hate <laughs> yeah, I mean, we came into this disliking him just a little bit. It hasn't changed really. It really... I mean, someone's got to take that role, and it's it's me, unfortunately. But I'll I'll take it. I'll take one for the team. So you boys look but you, good. But it's 
it's good man I it's love good it. but i think the next time we speak to you david you have to watch it again oh yeah definitely i think i need i'm gonna I think i'm gonna wait till opinion. it goes into the bargain bin at my local supermarket <laughs> and, then I'll, and, then I'll, and then i'll pick up the movie i'm definitely not buying that 60 quid box set that's for sure um no no but off, the sculpt in that the indominus rex off the other side and have just the t-rex in an, in an angry <laughs> angry rant but yeah no it's cool that's it's fair cool. man that's but i mean if, if you're gonna do that like you said you might as well just have a papo have a papo oh, rex man. yeah just, exactly just we've just that. got a brand new one um, reviewed on the channel just plug it even more i saw man i saw <laughs> All no, right. listen man Get back to us when, you, when you've when you seen it again, because it would be nice to have you on and see if your thoughts have changed at all. Yeah, but definitely. We really appreciate you coming on. Oh, no, on thank you for having me. It's it, been an honor. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's it. It's been great speaking to you, man. I think if anyone doesn't recognize that voice, then search Jurassic Collectibles on YouTube and you'll understand why that voice is a, is a well-known voice within the franchise now. <laughs> it's been nice to speak yeah, to you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for, thanks for coming. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, it's been a fun guys. one. Yeah, thanks for talking with me. It's really great, and thanks for giving up all that time. It's great, great to talk with you. You too. Man. All right, have a good. Take evening. care. Enjoy the rest Bye. of your weekend, guys. Bye.